Welcome to Zikhu Daf Simani Mabrabai Ram Goldar and there Mazakas Baba Kama Daf Sariches. The ninth parak Hagozo Eitzim. So the three tops are going to focus on number one. Rabbah said, Hazork Matbein Shal Chavero Yom Hagado Pater. One who throws his fellow's coin into the Mediterranean Sea is Pater from paying because it can be retrieved. Rashi explains that although the owner has to pay to retrieve it, that damage is indirect. It's grama. This is only if the water is clear where the coin is visible, but if it was thrown into murky waters, he is high because it's considered a loss. Tosos explains that because it cannot be seen, it's irretrievable. Furthermore, he's only exempt if he merely knocked the owner's hand, causing it to fall into the sea. But if he took it in his hand and threw it into the sea, he has stolen it. And he must perform a returning of the coin and must pay if he does not. Rabbi said further, Hashaf Pater, one who effaces his fellow's coin is exempt because he has not done anything to physically damage the coin since the silver content remains. Now this is only where he crushed it with a hammer, but if he filed it down, he is fully chayev since he physically diminished its silver content. Pointing to Rabbi said, Pater, one who burns his fellow's loan document is exempt. Although the lender cannot collect his loan, the one who burned the shtar can say, I burned a mere paper of yours and did not directly damage the loan, but destroyed his proof. Abdim Barchanin suggested this depends on the Malchokas. If someone vowed to bring a carbon and designated an animal, the Rabbans say one who steals it does not pay careful because it's hectish and not the owner's. Rabbi Shimon says that since the owner would have to replace the animal, it's a davar hagorim lamamon, something that causes a benefit of money, and he considers this financial stake a monetary ownership. So the thief would pay careful. Here the star is a davar hagorim lamamon, and Rabbi Shimon should hold the damage liable. This is rejected because even Rabbi Shimon only holds this way, but davashi ikaro mamon, with something that is inherently money, such as an animal, which became hectish, or chametz, which became forbidden in benefit after Pesach, but would agree that a star which has no inherent value, is not considered money. Amemer concludes that one who judges the law of Garmi, requiring payment for certain indirect damages, which is discussed on Daf Kuf, would require full payment for burning the star. And pointing with you, the next mission states, If one gave an item to craftsmen to fix, and they ruined it, they are liable to pay. If he gave a carpenter a carriage, a box, or a closet to fix, and he ruined it, he's liable to pay. Ravasi says this is only if he gave the carpenter a finished box to drive a nail into it, and he broke it in the process. However, if he gave the carpenter wood to make a box, and after making it, he broke it, he's putter from paying the value of the finished product. The Gemara explains, A craftsman acquires the improvement to a utensil resulting from his work, and ordinarily sells that share to the owner when it's complete. Therefore, when it breaks, the owner's loss is only the original wood he owned, not the increased value. This is discussed extensively on the next daf. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi said, One who throws his fellow's coin into the Mediterranean Sea is pater from paying because it can be retrieved. Rashi explains that although the owner has to pay to retrieve it, that damage is indirect. It's grama. This is only if the water is clear where the coin is visible, but if it was thrown into murky waters, he is high because it's considered a loss. Tosos explains that because it cannot be seen, it's irretrievable. Furthermore, he is only exempt if he merely knocked the owner's hand, causing it to fall into the sea. But if he took it in his hand and threw it into the sea, he has stolen it. And he must perform a returning of the coin and must pay if he does not. 
Rabbi said further, Hashaf Matbe Shalchaver Pater, one who effaces his fellow's coin is exempt, the Hawa Avid Lamid, because he has not done anything to physically damage the coin since the silver content remains. Now, this is only where he crushed it with a hammer, but if he filed it down, he is fully chayev since he physically diminished its silver content. Pointing to Rabbi said, Hasorv Shtar Shalchaver Pater, one who burns his fellow's loan document is exempt. Although the lender cannot collect his loan, the one who burned the shtar can say, I burned a mere paper of yours and did not directly damage the loan, but destroyed his proof. Abdim Barchanin suggested this depends on the Malchokas. If someone vowed to bring a carbon and designated an animal, the Rabban say one who steals it does not pay careful because it's hectish and not the owner's. Rabbi Shimon says that since the owner would have to replace the animal, it's a davar hagarim lamamon, something that causes a benefit of money, and he considers this financial stake a monetary ownership. So the thief would pay kefal. Here, the star is a davar hagarim lamamon, and Rabbi Shimon should hold the damage liable. This is rejected because even Rabbi Shimon only holds this way, but davar she'ikar mamon with something that is inherently money, such as an animal, which became hectish, or chametz, which became forbidden in benefit after Pesach, but would agree that a star which has no inherent value is not considered money. Amemer concludes that one who judges the law of Garmi requiring payment for certain indirect damages, which is discussed on Daf Kuf, would require full payment for burning the star. And point number through the next mission states, Nasim umanim l'sakmin if one gave an item to craftsmen to fix, and they ruined it, chayavim l'shalim, they are liable to pay. If he gave a carpenter a carriage, a box, or a closet to fix, and he ruined it, he's liable to pay. Ravasi says this is only if he gave the carpenter a finished box to drive a nail into it, and he broke it in the process. However, if he gave the carpenter wood to make a box, and after making it, he broke it, he's punted from paying the value of the finished product. The Gemara explains, A craftsman acquires the improvement to a utensil resulting from his work and ordinarily sells that share to the owner when it's complete. Therefore, when it breaks, the owner's loss is only the original wood he owned, not the increased value. This is discussed extensively on the next daf. All right, so now we get our simon daf tzadiches, and our standard simon relates to schok, laughter, and we use a clown for the simon a clown. So here goes. The clown routine featuring one clown knocking another clown's hand so that his coin fell into the clear waters of the Yamagado, followed by the second clown taking revenge and burning the first clown's star and laughing that he only burned a mere paper of his, concluded with a third clown pretending to be a carpenter who broke the box he made for the first two and saying, Uman Kona. Once again, some motion. The clown routine clown. That must be more duff. Tzadiches. Schok. The clown routine featuring one clown knocking another clown's hand so that his coin fell into the clear waters of the Yamagado, which reminds us, Rabbi said, Hazork Yamagado Pater. One who throws his fellow's coin into the Mediterranean Sea is exempt from paying because it can be retrieved. Rush explains that although the owner has to pay divers to retrieve it, that damage is indirect. It's grama. This is only if the water is clear where the coin is visible, but if it was thrown into murky waters, he's liable because it's considered lost. So the clown routine featuring one clown knocking another clown's hand so that his coin fell into the clear waters of the Yamagado, followed by the second clown taking revenge and burning the first clown's star and laughing that he only burned a mere paper of his, which reminds us, Rabbi said, One who burns his fellow's loan document is Pater. Although the lender cannot collect his loan, the one who burned the star can say, Niara Klaiminach, 
I burned a mere paper of yours and did not directly damage the loan, but destroyed its proof. Even Rabbi Shimon who holds, something that causes the benefit of money, is like money, only holds its way, with something that is inherently money, such as an animal, which became hectic, or chametz, which became asubahana after Pesach, but would agree that a star, which has no inherent value, is not considered money. So the clown routine featuring one clown knocking another clown's hand, so that his coin fell into the clear waters of the Yamagado, followed by the second clown taking revenge and burning the first clown's star, and laughing that he only burned a mere paper of his, concluded with a third clown pretending to be a carpenter, who broke the box he made for the first two, and saying, Uman Kona. Which reminds us, if one gave a carpenter wood to make a box, and after making it, he broke it, he's exempt from paying the value of the finished product. The more explains, A craftsman acquires the improvement to a kli resulting from his work, and ordinarily sells that share to the owner when it's complete. Therefore, when it breaks, the owner's loss is only the original wood he owned, not the increased value. So once again, the clown routine featuring one clown knocking another clown's hand so that his coin fell into the clear waters of the Yamagado, followed by the second clown taking revenge and burning the first clown's star and laughing that he only burned a mere paper of his, concluded with the third clown pretending to be a carpenter who broke the box he made for the first two and saying, Uman Kona, Beshevachkli. All right, so now it's time for Forbalabach Hazar. Dav Sadi Dalad. So the similar Dav Sadi Dalad is a hunter. So here goes. The hunter, hunter. That must be more Dav Sadi Dalad. Son. The hunter who pointed his rifle at a thief to prevent him from making a bracha on wheat, he stole ground and separated chawa on, which reminds us, a list five to nine who hold, shinui bin koma omed, an item which underwent a change, stays in place and is not acquired. One of them being, Rebbe Yaakov, who said that if one stole wheat and made bread with it, then separated chawa, he cannot make a bracha. Ein zimavarak elmanites, this is not blessing Hashem, but blaspheming him to make a bracha over stolen goods. Rebbe rejected every proof and said that in this case, a bracha is different because it's a so the hunter who pointed his rifle at a thief to prevent him from making a bracha on wheat, he stole ground and separated chala on, refused to take illegally obtained money that a gazan was trying to return to him because he knew his rabbi would not be happy with him, which reminds us it was taught in the Bryce HaGazlanim Umavi Baribas Shechiziru, robbers and lenders on interest who attempted to return their legally obtained money in Makabun Mehen, their victims should not accept it from them. And one who does accept it from them, a spirit of the Chachamim is not pleased with him. Riochan said this was enacted in Rebbe's time because of an incident in which someone wished to return his ill-gotten gains until his wife warned him that if he would repent, he would not even keep his belt, which he stole, and he refrained from repenting. So the hunter who pointed his rifle at a thief to prevent him from making a bracha on wheat, he stole ground and separated chawa on, refused to take illegally obtained money that a gazan was trying to return to him because he knew his rabbi would not be happy with him, but didn't turn away the children returning his high-powered binoculars that their father stole from him because of their father's honor, which reminds him of a state in a bright that if a father stole and left his children a cow cloak or any distinct object which would be recognized by the public as being illegally obtained, they are obligated to return it because of their father's honor. The Gemara wonders why they must protect their father's honor, for the Pasuk says, And a prince among your people you shall not curse, implying this is only when he acts according to the deeds of your people, but one who sins is not entitled to honor. The Gemara answers, The cases where the father repented before dying, but did not manage to return the illegally obtained item before he died. So the similar Davtsadihei is at Sahal, tank commander. So here goes. The tank battle, tank. That must be Tzadihei, Sahal, tank commander. The tank battle between the thief returning a stolen sheep he sheared, along with the shearings, which reminds us, it was taught in a Bryce where Mary says that if one stole a sheep and sheared it, 
or a cow, and it gave birth. He pays, means he returns it, its shearings, and its offspring. The Gemara asks, if Rameer holds Shinui does not acquire, so the robber does not acquire with the shorn wool, nor the born fetus, or although he generally holds Shinui does acquire, he penalized the robber to return the wool and the calf. So the tank battle between the thief returning a stolen sheep he sheared, along with the shearings, and the thief returning a stolen sheep with the wool that grew in his possession, which reminds us, in the same place where Yudah says, The stolen animal returns to its owner as is, without the shorn wool and calf. He additionally pays the value of the wool or fetus at the time of the robbery. Rabbi Shimon says we view it as if it was appraised and placed with him according to its cash value at the time of the robbery, and he pays that amount. Rosvid explains, They argue about improvements which are still attached to the stolen item, meaning the animal grew wool or became pregnant in his possession. Rabbi holds they belong to the original owner, since he says the animal is returned as is, including additional improvements. Rabbi Shimon, who views the animal as if it was appraised at the robbery, Robbery holds all improvements belong to the robber who acquires them with Shinui even while attached. So the tank battle between the thief returning a stolen sheep he sheared, along with the shearings, and the thief returning a stolen sheep with the wool that grew in his possession, was interrupted when a Bechor stepped onto the field to pay his brother with cash for his share in the improvements they made to their father's estate before dividing it, which reminds us, Shmuel said, There are three people for whom we assess the improvements they made to the land, and we remove them from their share in the land through a money payment. The first one being a Bechor pays cash to his brother for his share in improvements they made to the estate before dividing it, since the Bechor does not receive a double portion in the subsequent improvements. So the Zimmer Tzadivav is a town crier proclaiming the king's commandments. So here goes. The town crier, town crier, that must be more Tzadivav, Tzav. The town crier who bought a stolen bell and fashioned it into a long trumpet, allowing him to keep a share in the improvements, which reminds us, Rav has said, If one stole something and improved it and then sold it, what he improved he has sold. Rashi says in his first explanation, this refers to the partial share the robber acquires in the improvements according to Rabbi Shimon. Rav inquired if the buyer improved the stolen article, if he also receives this share in the article, and concluded, What did the first sell to the second? Any right that comes into his hand. The buyer acquires all rights of the goslin, including to acquire a share in his improvements. So the town crier who bought a stolen bell and fashioned it into a long trumpet, allowing him to keep his share in the improvements, blew his trumpet to alert the police that the thief was hiding behind a pile of palm tree logs he had cut from a stolen palm tree, which he did not acquire, which reminds us, Papa said, that if someone stole a palm tree and cut it down, even if he felled it into his own land, he does not acquire it because originally it was called a palm tree, and now too, it's still called a palm tree, and not considered changed. Even if he cut it into logs, they're still called palm tree logs, and unchanged. However, if he made them into beams, he does acquire them. So the town crier who bought a stolen bell and fashioned it into a long trumpet, allowing him to keep his share in the improvements, blew his trumpet to alert the police that the thief was hiding behind a pile of palm tree logs he had cut from a stolen palm tree, which he did not acquire, where he was melting stolen silver coins into a bar and acquiring them, since remaking coins would be panim chadashos, which reminds us, if one stole a bar of silver and made it into coins, he does not acquire it because it can be returned to a bar. The slight differences in shape are insignificant for a bar of silver. But if one stole silver coins and melted them into a bar, he does acquire them because remaking them into coins would be parim chadashos. Dav Tzadizayn. So the similar Dav Tzadizayn is a chess master, a chess master. So here goes. The chess master, chess master, that must be more on Dav 
It's a design. Chess, chess. The chess master thief who stole someone's evid to polish his chess pieces and was the lady who was putter for paying for his use, which reminds us, Rob ruled, that an evid is considered like land and cannot be considered stolen. This contradicts another ruling of Rav's. One who seizes his fellow slave and did work with him is putter from paying for his use. If a slave cannot be legally stolen and remains in the master's domain, he should pay for his work, whereas, whereas if he can be stolen, he merely returns it as is. The Gemara answers that he worked not at the time of the master's work, so the master suffered no loss. So the chess master thief who stole someone's evit to polish his chess pieces and was delighted he was putter for paying for his use had a pile of coins he stole on the table, which had since become disqualified by the government that he was going to return to the victim, which reminds us, the mission on the previous stuff taught that if one stole a coin venistak and it cracked, he must pay its initial value. But if nipsal, it became disqualified, he may return it to the owner as is. Rahuna interprets cracked literally, whereby the government requires it with a shenui, and nipsal means psal to malchus, the government disqualified it. Rahuna says that if the government disqualified it, it's tantamount to being cracked, and the government pays its initial value. Rather, nipsal means one province no longer accepts it as currency, but another does. So the chess master thief who stole someone's evid to polish his chess pieces and was delighted he was putter for paying for his use had a pile of coins he stole on the table which had since become disqualified by the government that he was going to return to the victim and repaid a loan with a coin he had fixed payment on and told the lender go and spend it in Meshon where it's still acceptable. Which reminds us if someone lends his friend and fixes payment on a coin and the coin became disqualified Rav says no he must give him a coin that passes as currency at that time of payment since he agreed to pay with currency. Shmuel says, He may pay with the original currency and tell the lender, go and spend it in Meishan, where it's still accepted. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do Melchus, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Shimon regarding Shevach Shal Gabi Gazela? For example, when an animal grew wool in the Goslin's possession, that's on Dav. Good. Number two. Which of the one the one who burns his fellow star is putter? Because although the lender cannot collect his loan, the one who burned the shark can say, I burned a mere paper of yours. That's on Dav. Tzadiches. Good. Number three. Which of the one the one who steals one's evit who did work for him? He's putter for paying for his use. That's on Dav. Tzadizayin. Good. Number four. Which of the one the one who steals pieces of wood and makes them into utensils? Misham Kishas Exela. He pays their value at the time of the robbery. That's on Dav. Good number five, which stuff they learn? Umen konach b'shevach kli. A craftsman acquires the improvement to a utensil resulting from his work. That's on Dav. Tzadikhez. Good number six, which stuff they learn? If a cousin stole a palm tree and cut it down into logs, he does not acquire them since they're still called palm tree logs. That's on Dav. Tzadivav. Good number seven, which stuff they learn? If someone lends his friend and fixes payment on a coin and the coin becomes disqualified, Shmuel says he can say, go spend it in Meshon, where it's still accepted. That's on Dav. Tzadizan. Good number eight, which of them, the one who throws his fellow coin into the Yamagadol is putted from pain because it can be retrieved if the waters are clear. That's on Dav. Tzadiches. Good number nine, which stuff they learn? If a ribbis to kind of not to accept payment from Gazlanim and Malvi ribbis. That's on Dav. Good. Number 10. Which of the one who asks the Kodesh Baruch to judge someone is punished first for his own sins? That's on Dav. Tzadi Gimel. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Yerom Goldhar from Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.